0: Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Varicose veins, they're those sneaky little things that sometimes make you not want to wear shorts in the summer or... Get a little bit self conscious about your veins, but it may be more than just a cosmetic issue. This is a sign of some problems with circulation, and in this case, more of the vein aspect of circulation. These things can be treated and they can be actually removed in a variety of different ways that can improve the appearance of your legs, but sometimes also get rid of some of those symptoms that you might have that could be causing some problems. So today, we're going to talk with Dr. Danilo Canete from Hawaii Veins. Center. And we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of the signs and symptoms of this venous problem and why might someone want to treat it. So thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Now let's talk about circulation. I've got a lot of folks who talk to me and say, I think I have bad circulation of my legs. The circulatory system is a combination of both arterial and veins. What does Which area does what?
1: Okay. So the arterial circulation is pumped by the heart. And it goes from the heart out to the body. And that's red blood because it has oxygen. The venous circulation is the blue blood that comes from the periphery back up to your heart. But if you notice, there's no heart down there. And so the only way that that venous blood can come back up is by you walking, making your muscles contract, and the muscles squeezing the veins to push the blood up. Now, there are valves in the vein that make sure that the circulation goes one way. Now, when those valves fail, that's when you get varicose veins.
0: And so it's that backflow of blood that tends to, with gravity, kind of pool around different veins of your legs. Now, there's the deep system and there's the superficial system of veins. Which ones cause most of the problems?
1: Superficial. So the deep, you don't want to lose. That's like h one the superficial veins are the veins that the surgeons take out for bypass surgery. So you don't really need them. Um, unfortunately, they're also the same ones that get big and ugly and bulgy. But it's not why they come to see me. It's because all of a sudden the skin in the ankles become dark. They get ankles swelling. The leg cramps so bad that you can't go back to sleep. It wakes you. From your bed, it's like the the kind you get playing sports, and I've had those. I play pickleball, and I get those at night. So, they come to me because of those things, not because they're bulgy and ugly.
0: So, when people have those symptoms, they might notice some skin discoloration or changes. They might notice those leg cramps that give them problems. Are there any other symptoms that often are bothersome enough that make people want to treat this?
1: It's itchy legs are tired all the time. They're heavy. And most of those people are on stand-up jobs. They're maids in a hotel, nurses, um, storekeepers, uh, whatever. And they don't know that they should be wearing compression stockings to make the circulation get better and help the, the muscles compress those veins to put the circulation going up. And they hardly ever get to sit down because of their jobs. And so that's the main problem. And in women, with pregnancy, it even adds to that.
0: So you mentioned compression stockings. Those are now actually, some of them, at various different levels, are sold over the counter for people when they travel. There is this condition where sometimes when people travel, they called it for a while coach class syndrome. People who get stuck on an airplane in the back of the plane, we've all been there, myself included, and you don't get a chance to get up and get around, so you sometimes notice that you, you wind up getting a blood clot, and that's in the deep system. Correct. So one of the ways to prevent that is to wear compression stockings. Stockings. But if you're looking at trying to prevent some of the pooling of blood in the superficial system, would the very same kind of travel socks or, or mild compression socks work?
1: Yes. In fact, they're graded into different uh, pressure points. Uh, the one that's medically indicated for varicose veins have, has to be above 20 millimeters mercury, the 20 to 30. You can get them at Amazon now. You can get them at Walgreens or at CVS.
0: So anything less than that may not be enough to really improve blood flow. And if you were to use them, you'd probably need to use them on a regular basis like every day.
1: Uh, It's funny because you really only need them when you're standing up. Right. Not when you're lying down. And a lot of people wear them even when they're sleeping and say, "No, no, 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 no need to do that
0: just when you're up on your feet for whatever job you might be doing or for whatever time frame. Correct. So if you were to wear those, you could potentially prevent the varicose veins, but if you already have the veins, that could help to prevent them from getting worse, but it's not necessarily going to be curative.
1: Actually, Medicare and all insurance companies pay for the procedure we use to fix the varicose veins, but they require that patients wear Compression stockings require compression stockings for three months because, in a few instances, and very minuscule, the symptoms go away, although the bulging stays, but the symptoms go away. And when the symptoms goes, Medicare ain't going to pay because they only pay for symptoms, not beauty. Otherwise, it's a cosmetic procedure.
0: So if they're only paying for the symptoms and you're in a situation where, The symptoms go away, but as soon as you stop wearing those stockings, the symptoms come back. That's right. Then why do you think they require the use of the stockings?
1: I think you're just trying to save money Um, because 98% of the people that I treat wearing compression stockings wind up still getting the ablation.
0: And you just mentioned one of the ways that the veins can go away. So if you happen to have these symptoms of the itching or the skin discoloration or some of the heaviness and the pain and discomfort and the leg cramps, then you can try the compression stockings. And if that doesn't necessarily resolve the symptoms, then you can consider doing something to remove the veins. Now, is it safe to remove veins? Very. So you could take out some of the veins. We're not removing the deep ones. We're removing these superficial veins.
1: Okay, let me clarify that because there are actually two procedures that are being done. One is to close the superficial vein, the H2 that goes to join the deep vein. And we have to close that down with several procedures, and I'll go through that later. And the other one is to take out the bulgy veins, and that's a separate procedure. That, that, that takes an hour. The others take 15 minutes. This one takes an hour because we actually put a local anesthetic on top of the bulgy parts, and then we poke it with the edge of a really sharp uh, knife and a little tiny hole and we put a crochet hook like your grandmother uses and pull those varicose veins out like spaghetti, one by one. It's a long, tedious procedure, but when we're done in two weeks, a month later, you never even know those bulging veins were there.
0: So there is a way you can actually physically remove them and although it takes a while, it's definitely a permanent procedure, and it works. It, they can't grow back?
1: Uh, it won't. It ain't there anymore. So it's called micro phlebectomy or stab uh, phlebectomy, and where it used to be stripping, where the stripping had a long scar. This one, you don't even see the scars anymore.
0: So this is a procedure that takes about an hour. There's a little bit of recovery time. But if you have those really twisty, bulging kind of veins, this could dramatically improve things. Totally. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Danilo Canete from Hawaii Vein Center. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what sort of other procedures are done when you take the veins out. We mentioned that was the one way to get rid of these bulging veins, but there might be some other procedures and there might be some other types of veins that could qualify for this type of removal. So when we come back, we're going to talk some more about those different procedures and what can be done to make somebody's legs not just look good, but feel good too. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Danilo Canete from Hawaii Vein Center. And when we we were just right before the break talking a little bit about veins that are getting removed. So we talked about this. You mentioned it was called a micro-stab, phlebectomy, and that this replaced kind of the vein stripping that they used to do, which had a big, long scar. So this is one way that big, bulgy veins can be removed. And there's no danger to the leg. There's no problem with the venous return to the heart. Once you take the vein out, it's just the blood finds its way. That's
1: correct. Although the danger of infection is always there when you puncture a skin. And so we tell these patients not to go in the water swimming for a week.
0: Okay. And what are some of the other ways that you could get rid of some of the bulging veins?
1: Okay. For the longest time, it was stripping, And I said, that's gone away. And then came laser and laser was very good. It closed down the veins. And this is by catheter technique. But laser machines are very expensive. The downtime is long. It could be one or two weeks. It's painful. So for people who want to go back to, go back to their normal lives, it's lost its popularity to the more uh, easier procedure where the patients have no downtime. So the next that came up, uh, and I started doing this 10 years ago, actually 12 years ago, is radiofrequency. And again, it's catheter-based. Being a cardiologist, I'm used to putting catheters into the heart, so this is an easy transition. So put the catheter in somewhere around the knee, below the knee, above the knee, and thread that catheter up through a sheath into the groin where the um, superficial vein ends. And then with radiofrequency, fire it up to a temperature of 120 degrees centigrade, and the patients won't feel it because we bathe the catheter in anesthesia. That means multiple punctures along the the path of the vein. The total, the procedure is about 20 minutes. Uh, The patient can go back to work the next day.
0: And that's one way that you would be able to remove the appearance of the vein, but you're not necessarily taking it out.
1: No, 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 we're not removing the appearance yet. So the bulgy veins are still there. We're just removing the cause of the bulgy veins because this is the main vein, the H2, that the valves are gone so that when the patient's standing up, the pressure down in the ankle could be up to 200 millimeters mercury, certainly over 100 millimeters mercury, just like the artery. So how can that blood possibly go back up? So as a consequence, the ankles get swollen and all of that Tissue just get diffused with water, and and, patient, and and the muscles ache because of that.
0: So when you talked about doing that radiofrequency ablation, how does that help to get rid of the veins?
1: It closes the vein down completely. And we actually check check it with ultrasound. The whole procedure is ultrasound-guided.
0: And so once you close down the vein, then you don't see it anymore. It doesn't bulge.
1: Correct. And we check. The, the statistics show that two years later, there's a 98% closure rate.
0: So it doesn't come back. doesn't come back. And that's another way to handle some of those bulging veins. Without taking them out, it actually just reduces the connection in the vein.
1: That's correct. It's a uh, 10-year-old procedure. So the new ones started coming out, and I was the first one to do what is called a clarivane procedure, the first one in this state, uh, about six years ago. And it's also called MOCA, mechanical chemical because the tip of the catheter is a spinning rod, and it just eats up the inside of the vein. And then we inject a sclerosant, a drug that closes the vein down at the same time. So between those two, the, again, there's a 98% closure rate, and it's only a 10-15 minute procedure, and only one stick. You don't have to stick the anesthesia along the path of the vein anymore. It's just one stick down by the knee or below the knee.
0: And that also has long-term efficacy?
1: Same thing, 98%. And the, the, the latest one that we are now doing, we're doing about 90% of our cases now, is with glue. The same glue that you get at Home Depot, medical grade, expensive medical grade, also delivered by catheter. And we make sure that the catheter tip is quite a ways from the deep system because we don't want to close down the deep system and again, 10-minute procedure, the patient goes home and goes back to work, essentially an hour later.
0: And this, again, long-term, close down the vein, no further issues.
1: Correct. So the patients that usually have two legs, right? They usually have, and we do only one leg at a time. So we promise them that they're never going to have the leg cramp in that leg anymore or the tiredness or the itchiness. All of that's going to be gone, and they come back the next time, a week later or a few days later, and to do the other leg, and they confirm that.
0: And so in that kind of situation, that would be another method. Can you only do that below the knee, or is that a procedure you could also do higher up towards where the vein starts around the groin area?
1: No. uh, We we try and close down as much of the vein as possible. In fact, if you can get down to the calf, it's even better.
0: So that's one way that you can do it. You mentioned the mechanical and chemical way. You mentioned the radiofrequency ablation. You mentioned doing the actual pulling the vein out. And the glue. And the glue. Where do you think, and laser, you mentioned, where do you think we're headed in the future with our treatment of veins? Is there something else that you foresee on the horizon?
1: I'm sure there will be, but I don't know what that is yet. This is a mechanical issue, so isn't that something you can cure with the microbiome or anything like that?
0: So you really have to do something physical to make this resolve. Correct. Now, this is for the big bulgy veins. What about some of the other types of veins that people may have? Sometimes people have spider veins. They sort of look like little spiders under their skin area. That's a consequence of bulging veins or totally separate, or what's the process
1: for that? Totally separate. Fifty percent of all adult females have it. In an escalator, when I'm behind a woman and I'm looking at her legs, I feel like tapping her on the shoulder, like, I can fix that because it's really easy to fix. We inject it with a sclerosin, and you can YouTube this. It goes away immediately, 65%, 70% at a time. The other 30% goes away over time.
0: And so can you sclerose more than once?
1: Yes. In fact, we the normal is for our patients to come back two or three times.
0: Because it doesn't completely go away, or does it come back?
1: We do the other stuff that wasn't treated or persists.
0: Now, are they, you mentioned it's a completely different situation than the bulging veins. Is the theory the same that it is related to to valve issues and yes, backflow of blood? Exactly. So if you get one, do you automatically get the other, or it no, could no, be no. separate? You,
1: you, there's a relationship. Uh, in fact, when we see a spider, we always look and screen for varicose veins, that's our routine. And we do free uh, vein screening in our office. You just call and set up an appointment and we'll do it f- for free. So you should, if if you have varicose veins, I'm sorry, if you have spider veins, have check, get checked for varicose veins first.
0: And if you treat the varicose veins, would the spider vein go away? No. Interesting. It,
1: <laughs> we still have to treat that separately.
0: But if you treated the spider vein, the varicose vein isn't going anywhere either.
1: No, we usually have to treat the varicose veins first.
0: So you treat that first and then spider vein second. Why do you treat them in that order?
1: Because the cause is the varicose vein. That's what's causing the high-pressure system. So the
0: cause, get rid of the cause first, and then the spider vein probably won't go away. But then if you do treat it, you're not going to be having all that high pressure from the varicose vein. Just mess up your
1: treatment. Exactly, yes.
0: And, again, spider vein treatment, people can go back to what they're doing almost immediately.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So essentially, if anyone sees you out in public They should cover their legs because they know you're going to be looking at them saying, I could get rid of that vein. I could get rid of that one. Or they should be exposing their legs, hoping that you'll be able to tell them how much better you can treat those veins if you see it.
1: You remember what I said. 50% of all adult females have them. So you'd be surprised if those ladies that are wearing jeans, long skirts, stockings, Yep, they get spider veins behind all of that.
0: Why women and not just men?
1: Don't know the answer to the question. Uh, I'm not even related to pregnancies. It's just, and men get them too, but not as frequently.
0: Not as often. Huh. All right. Well, this is an education, and certainly I don't want to be hanging around you when you're checking out my varicose veins. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Danilo Kanete from Hawaii Vein Center. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of the other veins that can be treated and what sorts of things can people think about when they're deciding whether or not to pursue this, not just on a therapeutic end, but also on a cosmetic end as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. (music) Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with the head of the Hawaii Vein Center, Dr. Danilo Canete. And we've been talking about varicose veins. You know, those little veins that you tend to see under the skin. Sometimes they bulge a bit or they're close relatives, the spider veins. The ones that you can see that kind of come out and these little blue areas that sort of snake underneath the leg and you can see them under the skin. We've been talking about varicose veins, and up until now we've been talking about reasons or rationales for making them go away, and there might be some other medical consequences as well. so what happens if you have varicose veins that you don't treat? Could that lead to ulceration? Could it lead to other type of vein problems what what could occur
1: well, first, the symptoms will continue and okay, that, the symptoms that, will get that's worse un, that's that's, un, un, that's un, enough that's as unbearable. it is yeah but most importantly, later on you may develop ulcers, and for those really bulgy ones, all you have to do is uh, hit your leg against the edge of a chair or a table, and then you start bleeding. So those things are very real,
0: and that can be a lot of blood because it's a I love bulging it. vein. Difficult to make that stop. So the ulcerations, is that something that needs to be uh, feared? Can it be treated? If you have varicose veins that are bad enough, they're causing ulcers, you probably need to get rid of the varicose veins. What do you do about the ulcer?
1: So any infection to the body is a threat because that can wind up in amputations. Because of that, uh, insurance companies allow us, we usually ask for prior authorization. We give them... All our data, the measurements, they actually require measurements of the vein, how big it is, and the, the valve reflux, as to how long it reflects on the ultrasound um, uh, findings. But with ulcers, they say, go do it now.
0: Because it's reached that stage where it's severe enough, you got to do something. Correct. And you mentioned that their ulcerations is one possibility. Persistent symptoms is another possibility. But infection would be particularly problematic. So someone who might be prone to infection, if they have diabetes or they have some other medical condition where they're more prone to having problems, should they preferentially try and treat veins to avoid getting ulcerations?
1: I don't know about preferentially, I think. If you're diabetic, we, we routinely in my office check for the arterial side anyway. It's called ABI, ankle brachial index. And that's a routine for us. If you're diabetic, we're going to check your circulation first.
0: And that's arterial? Arterial, correct. So they're looking not just at, you're not just wanting to treat the veins, but hey, if there's blockages in the arteries, that's also an issue.
1: Because in diabetics, uh, the PAD or peripheral arterial disease is very common.
0: Now, what if somebody might need those veins later for bypass?
1: So nowadays, they don't do veins anymore. They do the arteries from the wrist.
0: So they do arterial grafts. That's correct. So you don't have to worry. If you think you might be a future patient who needs bypass, you too could still get rid of your veins because I don't think they would use a varicose vein they for can't. a bypass because they, it they, would already have weak valves and that's correct. other just, sorts they, of problems. They can't. It just go so away. If it's varicose, it can leave. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Now you've talked a little bit about other locations where people may have prominent veins, and sometimes as people get older, they lose a little bit of the, the the fat pad in their hand, or they get what some people might say look like kind of old lady hands or old man hands, and you get prominent veins, and you can see tendons and stuff, and sometimes folks don't like that. So, what can be done about that?
1: So, those are cosmetic procedures. Uh, actually, we do hands. We do foreheads. We do, there was a pretty young lady once who had a very prominent vein in the front of her chest. And she couldn't wear low-cut gowns because of it. We treated that, make that vein go away, and she was a happy camper. So we have a patient scheduled next week. That's her third procedure now, uh, where she had very bulgy veins on the top, on the forehead. It's called frontal veins. And then on the side of her eye, they're called temporal veins. And those had been treated, but there's still some remaining, so she's coming back to have them uh, treated more. Again, uh, cash... Uh, procedure.
0: So some things can be cosmetic. And for some folks, if it bothers you that much, you you want to spend your resources on doing something that'll make you feel better, whether it be for your face or for, you know, wearing certain clothes. And then also on the hands, you could do that. And when you remove these veins, because it's that what we would call the superficial system, meaning it's not deeper in the body, there really aren't any negative consequences to to doing that.
1: That's correct, because you don't need them.
0: And so even on your hand, when you look at look at people's hands and say, hey, do they have more prominent veins or not? That's something that you could potentially treat and help their vein area to be gone.
1: That's correct. The only downside is if you ever have an emergency and you have to go to the emergency room and the IV tech can't find your veins, he's going to have a hard time. But the emergency rooms now have toys that find veins. They're called all kinds of names, but uh, I have one that's cost $8,000.
0: Well, I got to tell you, as a medical student many years ago, I would have loved to have had one of those. Yep, me too. Because (laughs) that would have really helped me quite a bit to be able to find veins. I I always hated the idea of, of poking people and trying to draw blood from veins that always seemed to be rolling or moving or deep in the arm. But... You know, a lot of times people may have an IV in their superficial veins, but that's not preferred when you're doing IV treatment. Generally, I see that in the forearm, Mm -hmm. a little bit more protected than on the hand, although it could be done there. So that might be one potential issue is having a hard time finding a vein in the hand. Any other downsides to that or not really?
1: Not really. Um, Our patients have been happy.
0: And so over the years, you've treated thousands of veins. Yes. You've become the vein guy. Yes. And these procedures, you said, could take anywhere from an hour for that major bulging vein that you're going to strip and re well, not stripping, but you're going to remove versus some of the smaller injectable type of procedures or the ablation procedure that could take 15, 20 minutes.
1: The spiders take an hour also. Why? Because there's so many of them. We can't even finish them in one hour. They have to come back for another setting.
0: Because there's multiple locations or there's so many veins in one pocket? Uh, Or both.
1: Both thighs and legs. So, yeah. Oh, so we're only allowed so much medicine to go into the body in one day. So, when we reach our limit, they have to go home and come back another day.
0: Because what would happen if you put in too much?
1: It'll be an overdose.
0: And that could cause other problems,
1: all kinds of problems.
0: So there's a limit to the amount that you could put in each, in the body, in the total amount, and then how much you put in each vein is dependent on, I would imagine, the size of the vein and where it's going or what other treatment it may need.
1: Correct. So in fact, we do what is called foam sclerotherapy. And foam sclerotherapy is one-fourth the drug and three-quarter air. And we mix it. Because if you just put liquid in the drug, it flows right through with the blood. It won't stay in the vein. If we foam it, the air bubbles get stuck in the sides of the vein, and the chemical stays there for the longest time.
0: And then you need less of the chemical. Correct. Because you've used the air. Yes. And then does the air get reabsorbed? Or? Yes, it does. So that's another way. That's that's a new treatment, sort mm-hmm. of a new way to be able to treat more veins at once.
1: It's foam sclerotherapy,
0: Well, I have to say, I've certainly learned a lot about the ways that we need to treat veins, why we need to treat them. And if people have symptoms that are bothering them enough that it's causing them to have either leg swelling or problems with itching, pain, skin discoloration, cramping, you don't have to live with that. There are some things you can do to treat it. I want to thank you for joining us today on The Body Show. That's Dr. Danilo Canete from the Hawaii Vein Center. And you can take a look at their website. They have a cute little song that I think you wrote and copywrote yourself. So it is on the website if you want to hear it. I think you are the Spider-Man, Spider-Man for Vapes. Dr.
1: Dan the Spider-Man.
0: Dr. Dan the Spider-Man. Okay. That's enough to make me want to go to that website and hear hear that uh, hear that theme song already. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show.